Did you expect to lose your identity after having a baby? Did you expect to feel lost? Did you expect to not feel so sure about yourself anymore and not feel confident? I know for sure that I expected lack of sleep. I expected having less time to myself. I expected that being a mom would definitely be an adjustment. But one of the things I did not expect was that I would personally lose my confidence and I would lose my sense of self and my identity. The good thing is, is that I have come to realize that losing my identity was one of the best things that's ever happened to me since being a mom. And I really wanted to create this episode for any mother that's out there that's currently in this period of uncertainty, of self-doubt, of losing oneself. And I want to share why we lose our identity when we become a mom and why this is actually an essential step for us. And also why it's a good thing to lose your identity and also how I found ways to create an identity that I love more than my old identity. It's epic. If you're new here, welcome to The Joe Randall Show, a podcast for mothers to discover simple and easy ways to increase your feeling of joy every day. I'm your host, Joe Randolph. I'm a well-being coach, and I'm also a wife and mother that's obsessed with figuring out how we can create a healthier and happier life for ourselves, but also for our families. On this show, I share how we can have more joy in our relationships, in our family, in our career, and in our health. Now let's start with the definition of identity. Your identity is a makeup of the characteristics, the traits, the beliefs, your values, and experiences that shape how you perceive yourself. It shapes who you think you are, not only to yourself, but also to those around you. Now, it can be shaped by so many things, whether it's your childhood, your parents' beliefs about who they think you should be, your life experiences, your social circle, your religion, your community, your education, your culture. Now, here's the part of the definition that I didn't know, which is that it is often a complex and dynamic construct that can change over time as individuals grow and evolve. Now that sentence in itself to me is so powerful for a few reasons. One is dynamic. I never actually truly saw my identity as being dynamic. It's almost as though when I was a kid, I knew I was changing. Literally, when you are a child, you change so much. If you were to look at photos of yourself when you were 16 and photos of yourself when you were four, you clearly look very different. And also when you are in your early 20s, you know that you are in this critical time in your life when you're going from being in university and socializing and having a great time to working and establishing your working life. 
and eventually you get married and you expect changes as you become a wife because now you identify not as just being a woman, but now you are a, a woman and a wife. Now, when you become a mother, there is also this shift in identity of I am a partner, I am a wife, and I am a mother. And what I actually found is, is that for some reason, I stopped imagining that my identity would change once I became a mother. I don't know why. It's almost as though I thought that by having a child, I would have something in my life. I would have an additional responsibility. I would have an additional person to take care of. But the core of who I was would not change. I've heard so many women talk about how they have heard stories about how being a mother has changed people and they don't want to be changed by being a mother. They don't want having kids to change who they are. And it's funny because as I say this, I am actually getting a little bit teary eyed because I just wish they knew how being a mother can actually be one of the best things to happen for your identity. Because what essentially happens is that when we give birth, it doesn't matter whether this is your first baby, your second baby, your fourth baby, or for some really brave mamas, their sixth or seventh baby, the number of children really isn't the issue. Anytime you give birth to a baby, what essentially happens is that you as a person are split. You're essentially split into two. You're split into your old self and you're split into the new self. Now the old self, let's say this is someone's first child, the old self is who you were before kids. You, maybe you exercised a lot, maybe you took care of your health, or maybe you just enjoyed your social life or you enjoyed working on your business or enjoyed working on your career, whatever it is, you know, better than I do, the things that you love to do before you had kids. And then there is the new self that has not only the responsibility of a baby, but that's day-to-day -day life has changed. You know, you spend the first weeks, the first months in bed, bottle feeding, breastfeeding, cuddling, looking after a baby, soothing, took in those first six weeks, the crying intensifies and you're just momming it up all day, every day. You know, your hair is in a messy bun. You are, you've got spit up on your clothes. You don't go out and to restaurants as much. You don't get to enjoy life the way that you used to, because now you're with a baby. Even when you sit at a restaurant with your baby, you've feeling perhaps more anxious because you don't know how long the baby will sit still for or be comfortable for. And you're kind of rushing through your meal before they get tired or cranky. And it's just a different life. And you haven't actually been able to reconcile this new life that you have with your old self. You're struggling to figure out how to merge the two, how to be the mom that is attentive and therefore their child and is present along with being the fun, active, social, you fill in the blank, person that you were. Now, I will share a little bit about kind of my experience. So for me, I was someone that loved my career. I had a YouTube channel that was focused 100% on 
advancing women at work. I was that woman that was like, it's really important that women are able to break through a glass ceiling and able to get their dream job and able to do whatever it is that they're passionate about and increase their salary and get paid and get that paycheck and just live the good life. And it's really important for women to be financially independent, make her own money and be able to provide for her family in addition to her partner or her husband. Like that was definitely my viewpoint. And I always thought, you know, I'm going to be the mom that has a business and that is crushing it in her business and has a a nanny and my nanny can take care of the kids. And that was my belief. But what happened was when I had my first kid, I was able to keep that up. I was able to continue working on my business. I mean, literally the day I gave birth was the day I launched my online course and I was just about to go in for a C-section and I was writing up everything on my website and I hit the launch button and I got my first sale for my get your dream job course. And I was like, this is it. Look, I I am living the dream. I am literally giving birth and making a sale for my business at the same time. And I remember breastfeeding with those, uh, pregnancy pillows and putting my baby on it and she would nurse and I would be typing on my computer and trying to get my script written for the next YouTube video. And I was just trying so hard to do it all. Now it reached a point when my daughter was about four and a half months when I got exhausted. I was struggling. I was struggling to merge the two. I was struggling to keep up with my career and I was struggling to also be there for my child and have the energy I needed to look after a four and a half month old baby. And so I said to my husband, look, I, I can't do this. I need, I need help. And so I asked for a nanny and we agreed, okay, let's get a nanny. And I had a part-time nanny and it was going, you know, she worked just a few hours a week, 10 to 15 hours a week. And those 10 to 15 hours were amazing. I would use those 10 to 15 hours to work in my business. And then I would spend the rest of the week with my daughter. And I found a way to merge the two, to merge my career side with my family side. But then came baby number two. And this is what I mean. It doesn't matter how many children you have. Every time you have a birth, you will go through a split and you have to figure out how you're going to merge the two. If you even have to merge the two, but I'll get into that a little bit later. So my second baby's born and my second baby's born when we are living in the countryside, I'm struggling to find a nanny. For some reason, I can't find a nanny. All the nannies I'm finding, they just aren't really a good fit for our family. And it's in the pandemic. So I'm not seeing my family anymore. I don't have any help. And, you know, it's too soon to put my daughter into full-time nursery from my perspective. So I found myself not able to keep up with the business and I didn't want to do the business anyway. So I thought, you know what, why don't I go into venture capital? Venture capital is something I'm really interested in. I I love startups. I love tech. I would love to invest in tech startups that are changing the world in a positive way, particularly in like health and wellness. And I decided to do that, but my family life was falling apart. My daughter, she was struggling to cope with me working so much and she really needed her mom. And I found myself feeling really, really low and stuck and frustrated because here I was, I had shut down my business. I had tried a new career path. I had tried venture capital. I had landed a great job 
and my family life was falling apart. My daughter was feeling somewhat neglected by me not being available for her. And I realized that I had to give that up in order for my daughter to, to be okay. Now, so many people around me were telling me, don't give up your VC job. It's really important you keep at it. Your daughter will adjust. Working moms work all the time. Like she will adjust, she will get used to it. But in my heart, I knew my daughter. I had never seen her regress the way she was regressing when I really started working full time. I had never seen her regress that way. And I knew that my daughter is with the right support and with the right people around her. She doesn't regress. She keeps growing. She's She thrives. And under no circumstances was I willing to do anything that would cause my daughter to regress instead of thrive. So I gave that up, but I was so low. I, I was in bed and I just felt trapped. I thought, what am I going to do? I can't do the thing that I have wanted to do. I can't build my business right now because being a mom of two children is so full on and without a nanny, without family visiting, without support, I can't do it all. And I just was struggling to adjust to being a full-time mother. A lot of the times people say stay-at-home mother. Sometimes I say stay-at-home mother. But really, I was struggling with the identity of being a stay-at-home mother. Even now, as I say the term, stay-at-home mother. Stay-at-home mother can have so many connotations. Now, some people dream of being a stay-at-home mother. I have friends that have said like, oh my goodness, I have wanted to be a stay-at-home mother since I was like three. They've known that they just want to be at home, raising their kids, although really they're not at home. A lot of stay-at-home mothers spend a lot of time outside, going to playgroups, going to baby classes, being at the park, being at the playground. Um, but they they knew that they wanted this role and for this to be their main role um, as long as their children were young. But I didn't want that. And I used to have negative beliefs about stay-at-home mothers. Now, please understand that I don't believe this anymore, but just hear me out. So these these were my beliefs. You know, I talked about how your identity is reflective of some of the beliefs you had. So some of the beliefs I had about stay-at-home mothers was that they were lazy, that they didn't want a career because they they weren't ambitious, that they were women that could have actually had a great career, but that they chose the easy life to stay at home. And I thought that they were in some ways lazy because they didn't want to do it all. They wanted to have less and not do more. And I also thought that they were a burden to their husbands because there their husband is having to work and provide. And they were in some ways naive to trust that their husband would always, and that's the key word, always provide. Because when you become a stay-at-home mother, some women are stay-at-home mothers literally until they're like dead, like 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, they are still stay-at-home mothers, even long after their kids aren't there. And so they eventually move from being a stay-at-home mother to being a housewife. And I equated these two things as virtually the same thing. 
And I thought, I can't imagine wanting to be at home all day and look after kids and then for my kids to move out and then I have nothing. I don't have a career. I don't have a sense of self. I don't have an identity separate from the kids. I, I don't have any of that. And I just thought, how sad. And I also used to think it's so naive because what if your partner divorces you? What if they cheat? What if they have an affair? What if they become abusive? What if something in the relationship goes wrong and then you're trapped because you haven't been at work for a long time? So here I was, I'd given up my business. I'd given up my venture capital dream. And here I was as a stay-at-home mother being the thing that I was petrified and super judgmental of being. But here is the thing. Here is the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. I started listening to a podcast and a book from a woman. I've forgotten her surname, but I will put the link in the description. But her first name was Laura. And she created a podcast and an episode on why being a stay-at-home mother is one of the most valuable things you could do and experience in your life. Now, I listened to her talk and I was blown away. All of my beliefs, all of my negative beliefs on being a full-time mother were completely blown away. And that's the key thing is that I started saying full-time mother instead of stay-at-home mother, because when you are a full-time mother, it means that you are mothering your kids full-time. You haven't delegated the responsibilities of nurturing your kids, protecting your kids, um, guiding your kids, teaching your kids. You haven't delegated that to somebody else, to a nursery worker or to uh, a nanny. You are doing that yourself. And even though that has its challenges and there are times when it's exhausting and tiring and it can be frustrating, particularly if you're going through a very, very difficult phase of parenting, it's one of the best things you could experience because you can learn so much about yourself. You can learn so much about your child and you can really use that time to focus on building as deep relationship with your child as you can in ways that can be more challenging when you are working. And because you simply don't have time as an advantage, you don't have that time together as an advantage. And so as soon as I started to see my role differently, as soon as I started to see the value of what I was doing differently, I started to see the light because then I started to realize, oh, this wasn't a mistake. Me giving up my business, me giving up my venture capital thing was not a mistake. It was a good thing because it enabled me to be there for my child. It enabled me to develop a healthy attachment with my child. It enabled me to connect with my child. And it's enabling me to think about the identity I want to build from here onwards. That was the most important thing. I now get to build the identity I want to build from here onwards because it's really hard to imagine who you want to be before you have kids because you don't actually know what your life is going to look like after you have kids. So how could you possibly comprehend 
and get clear on who you want to be after you have kids until you've had the child and you know how your life is. You know who your partner is. You know where you live. You know what your routine is. How can you visualize that self without at least having some understanding of what is? And so I started to realize that what I had craved was the death, not the death of myself because I wasn't suicidal, but I wanted the old self to die. I wanted that self to be something of the past. And I actually wanted there to be the birth of something new. When I explored the belief that I was happier when things were like they used to be. I was happier when I had more time to myself. I was happier when I had my business. I was happier when I had my career. When I explored the belief that I was happier when I had that identity. I may have been happier when I had that identity then. And the key thing of then is when I didn't have the children, when I only had one child, because it was a different time. And that was the identity that served me at that time. But once I had my second child, and once I had all the responsibilities that came with that, that identity no longer served the life that I had. And it's not because I couldn't be that woman anymore, but it's because it's actually created an opportunity, an opening for a new identity to merge. Because when you look back at the kind of definition of identity, the key thing I mentioned was that it is a dynamic construct that can change as you grow and evolve. As you grow and evolve, literally when you are creating a human being, you are physically growing. When your baby is born, you are emotionally growing and you are evolving as well. And when I see that as a growth period and as a period where I am evolving, I can start reflect to reflect on who am I becoming? And I can start to think about it more like if I'm starting from scratch. And instead of looking at starting from scratch as though I'm going backwards and I'm having to start all over again, It's actually being able to start from scratch from the perspective of you get to build your dream home. You get to build your dream life. You get to build in this circumstance or in this situation, your dream self. Knowing what you know now, knowing that you have the children you have now, knowing that you have the life you have now, who do you want to be in this process. For me, I would think about my future self because there has always been a future self, which I actually visualized many years ago before I had children, when I was starting my business really a long time ago, probably about six, seven years ago. And I was doing a meditation and it was all about visualizing you know, what you want to manifest into your life. And I visualized my older self and I remember her hair and I remember 
how she dressed. I remember her smile. And I remember the genuine joy in her eyes. And I remember that she had it all. She had an amazing career and she had a wonderful relationship with her older children. And she was married and she was with the same husband. Yes, I was visualizing being with the same husband because who knows some people might want to manifest a different person you never know so I was visualizing and manifesting a certain being and when I connect today with that future version of myself I know that I can still become that future version of myself and in fact if I ask that future version of myself what they think I should do, who they think I am. They would tell me, you are me. You are me 10 years ago. You are me five years ago. You are me seven years ago. And you needn't worry, darling, that things aren't going to turn out okay. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are resourceful. You will figure things out. And even if you are spending your days with messy buns and spit ups on your clothes, and even if you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't even recognize yourself, even if you've given up things that you love, even if you feel lost, darling, it's all going to be okay. In fact, what you need to do is you need to think about what matters most to you right now. What matters most? And so when I think about what matters most, when I understand things like child attachment and I understand um, baby's development and I understand how a baby's brain develops and neurology, what matters most now is that I make the most of my time with my children because once they go to school and they are in the so-called school system, I'm not going to be spending much time with them and I will have hours and hours day after day to work on my business, to work on my career. The most important thing right now is that I develop and build a healthy relationship with my kid, that we have a, a secure attachment because there is so much research that shows that children that have a secure, secure attachment to their parents are so much more confident. They uh, find it easier in life to make healthy relationships, whether it's uh, marital relationships or friendships. They can also um, find it easier to succeed at work because there's just, there is, they feel secure. And you know that when you feel secure, there is so much more in life that you're willing to do. However, there are so many people that have insecure relationships. Now, one thing that I find quite interesting is that a lot of people that feel that maybe their childhood wasn't perfect, maybe their um, childhood was difficult in some ways, will also say, but I turned out fine. But I turned out fine. That's a saying I hear all the time. You know, my mom did this, but you know what, I turned out okay. And it's like, yeah, but did you really turn out okay? Because if you look statistically, research shows that at least 50% of the population have an insecure attachment with their parent. And you know how this manifests in, in adulthood? It manifests as anxiety. It manifests as having addictions to certain things like alcohol 
or food, particularly with women, you know, whether we have an unhealthy relationship with food of overeating or we have um, an unhealthy relationship with food where we don't eat and maybe we starve ourselves. It can also manifest as having um, financial issues, having real trouble being able to manifest money or to receive money, also having relationship issues, struggling to feel safe in a relationship, whether it's not necessarily trusting the partner, whether it's not really um, trusting in the relationship um, and feeling comfortable having a, a husband or a partner that's providing financially because like myself, like you might have had the belief that it's naive to allow a husband to provide for you. In other words, the, and in addition to depression, having difficulty bonding with your baby, uh, it can manifest in so many different ways. And 50% of the population have an insecure relationship with their mother and with their parents. And that lack of security is also there in their marital relationships and in their relationships with their children often, not always, but often. And so this whole notion of I turned out okay, it's like, really? Really, did you turn out okay? Or if you actually think about it, are you still dealing with things as a result of your childhood? Are you still dealing with things as a result of things that were, that you felt as a child? If you would think about your younger self, your three-year-old self, your five-year-old self, your seven-year-old self, doesn't matter how old you were. If you would imagine that younger version of yourself, was that child hurt? Do they feel pain? Do they feel sadness? Do they feel disappointment? And if that self didn't get a hug or support or nurturing at that time, it can end up really, really affecting you in the long term, because those wounds are still there. They haven't healed. They may not be at the surface. You may have covered them up with clothes. You may have forgotten about it, but it's still there. Until a wound heals, the wound remains. And unless you heal it, it remains. And so what I realize is that actually it's really important for me to work through my wounds it's really important for me to work on my relationship with my kids. It's really important for me to learn how to trust in a relationship. It's really important for me to learn to trust and surrender and allow my husband to be the financial provider for our family. It's really important to do all those things. Because what will come of it, if I do, what will come of it is that I will have had a wild time with my family. And if I want to build a career... If I want to build a business, if I want to build whatever, I can also use this time to slowly build it. So I am now studying. My old sense of self would not have allowed me to study because I would have thought I can't be studying in my 30s. But my new sense of self was like, you know what? I am going through a building phase. I'm going through a building phase. I am building the foundation blocks for my kids and their brains and how they are developing and our relationship. I am building the foundation box of my business. And as someone that's going through the building phase, it's okay if you know I'm struggling with certain areas because I am building, I am literally building. I can expect things to be tricky when you are building something. And then I also know that the building phase is not permanent. So I know that 
in a matter of time, my kids will be grown and they'll be at school and I will be able to fully immerse in this business the way that I want to immerse in it. And I will be closer to the older version of myself. And that older version of myself does have older children. And so it ends up, it end, I ended up realizing, actually, hang on a second here. I get to create the version of myself that I am going to be in the future. I get to realize, oh my goodness, I get to create who I am. I have children. How lucky and blessed am I to have kids? I now get to design my life for my kids, not just today, but also for the future. And I get to design it in phases. So what do I want to do in this phase? And then what will I do in the next phase and the next phase? And I suddenly realized, oh my gosh, this death of the old self is such a good thing because that person would not have been focused on the relationship with my kids, would not have been focused on going back to school, would not have been focused on perhaps working towards getting a doctorate. That older self, well, that, that, that old self would not be doing any of the things that I'm doing. And now that I am doing them, I am genuinely happier than I was trying to force my old self with my new life. When I was trying to just cling on to who I used to be, and when I was trying to cling on to who I used to be, it was so hard because it just didn't really merge well with my life. Now you'll experience this as well. You could experience a split in multiple ways, whether it's who you used to be compared to who you feel you are now that you've had kids, or it could be with your work and your family life. I know so many mothers, actually, in fact, I don't know a single working mother that hasn't yet felt that tension where there is a competing devotion, where there is your career and you know that you need to really focus on your job in order for you to keep your job, in order for you to perform well in your job. But you also know that you need to be present as a mother. And sometimes it can feel like these devotions that you have, your career and your family, sometimes it, sometimes it can feel like they clash and they're constantly fighting for your time. And when you're at home, you're getting emails. <laughs> and when you're at work, you're thinking about your kid because maybe they got sick or um, something was wrong last night. Maybe they haven't been sleeping well and it's still affecting how much energy you have at work or how much focus you're able to give at work because of whatever's happening. Then there's also another split of being a mother and a wife. I've heard of this as well, where so many mothers feel as though before they became a mom, they were the wife. They could dress up, they could go on dates, they could look cute, they could look sexy, and they could really feel like they're connecting husband and wife with their partner. But then as soon as they had kids, and particularly if you don't have a nanny or support, you don't really get date nights. You're not really dressing up for each other. You're not feeling glamorous. You're not feeling cute. And for some partners, they might say, you know, I don't see you as my wife as much as, you know, I now more than ever, I see you as the mother to my kids. And that can be really tough to hear. Or even if they don't say it, you might worry that that's how they could feel about you. And so it can be really hard to figure out how to merge the mother with the wife and with the partner. 
And that's why I love to think about things as phases. What am I creating as I am in this temporary phase? Who do I want to be? What identity do I want to have? Do I want to be a, a Stepford wife-like house? Okay, well, how can I take that to the 10th degree? Maybe it's wearing certain dresses or maybe it's um, cooking and, and developing a certain routine so that you feel as though during this homemaking season of your life that you are doing that to the best of your ability. Or if you are working and you have your career it could be that maybe you think, you know, we need a nanny or we need a babysitter. And it's important that we go on date nights. Whatever it is, you get to decide how you want to make it work so that you honor what is most important to you and you are having fun along the way. And so I guess what I want to conclude with is that if you have felt a loss of identity, I want to say, I get it. I understand it is tough and you are grieving aspects of your life. You are grieving who you used to be and that grieving process can take time. So I don't want you to feel bad if you felt this way, because this is actually a natural progression that happens as you are shedding that sense of self. You are shedding it and you are grieving it. And when you are ready, you will be able to create your new identity and you get to decide who you want to be, not just for this phase, but also who you will be in the future. And you haven't lost anything by being a mother. You are simply evolving, you are changing, and you are at this beautiful period in your life when you are birthing the new version of yourself. And even though you are birthing and you might feel small, you are going to grow, you are going to develop, and you are going to be an incredible, stronger, wiser, richer, funnier, sexier version of yourself. If you just allow yourself to see this period as the birth, of the new self with the children that you have. Anyways, I hope that helps. That certainly helped me that I was birthing my new self and I love it. I love, 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 love it. But I hope you like this episode. If you did like this episode and you're watching this on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe. Please leave a comment and let me know, did you experience a loss of identity? Let me know in the comment box below. And if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify, you know the drill. Please, please, please leave a review on the podcast. Every review we get can really, really help another mother find this podcast. It would mean the world to me if more women around the world could discover simple and easy ways they can feel more joy in their journey of motherhood. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this video. I hope you liked it and um, this podcast. I hope you liked it and I shall see you again next week. All right. Bye.